0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, it's Octo Mom Traveler. Hey Patrick, don't you mean Octopath Traveler? What have I been playing? It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? Feeling good. Feeling great. Good and great. Look, we've got a fun topic today, right? We're going to be talking about Octopath Traveler, newly out on the Switch. We've both put a little bit of time into it, Mm -hmm. uh, and we've got some, like, impressions. Mark, would you say this is our review of the game? Uh, No. No, I would not say that, because, dig it. I think... Well, I'll end up playing this game for like eighty hours. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I haven't had of free time since this game came out. Eighty hours? Eighty hours, for sure. Um, so I wonder if maybe we'll revisit it in the future. I'm uh, sure like in the what we've been playing, it'll come up. For sure, one hundred percent. Uh but before we get into our discussion, uh we've got some some business to attend to. First, top eight RPGs. On Nintendo platforms. How timely, as we're talking about Octopath Traveler today, that we would mention the top eight RPGs. Mark, you're giving the game away. <laughs> Everyone will know what we're doing and what we've been planning. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to make a list of the top eight uh, RPGs that have appeared on Nintendo platforms. And, look, we've played a lot of RPGs. But on- we have not played mm-hmm. every RPG on a Nintendo platform ever. We've uh, probably not even played mm-hmm. all the good ones. We probably haven't played half of the good ones. Maybe an eighth. <laughs> Maybe an eighth. Maybe an eighth. How many Dragon Warrior games have you played? Dragon Quest games. What's the real name? Dragon... Dragon Quest. Quest. <laughs> and on Nintendo platforms, yeah, I have there we go. played... Four? Okay. If we're counting Dragon Quest Seven, which I picked up for the uh, 3DS <laughs> and still have never actually fa- Famously <laughs> barely played? <laughs> yes. I think just one for me, just just the very first one. So look, we need your help. Uh, if you can already tell that we're leaving some of your favorite games off of this list, you need to email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, gmail.com and tell us what we absolutely need to include. And you should do it as, as soon as possible, because yeah. we're mm-hmm. going to be recording the episode late July for release in the first week of August. Yeah, so that's coming up very soon, so get those in. Thanks everyone who's contributed already. We've got a lot of varied opinions, and uh, a lot of people putting Super Mario RPG on there out of, like, obligation. So <laughs> that's fine. We will, too, I'm sure. <laughs> I will put it on there by passion. Yeah, whatever. And I will <laughs> fight for it. <laughs> um, all right, and then, Mark, we've got some other news. And, of course, that sound can only mean that my copy of Sonic Forces has finally returned to the us. The prodigal son. For those of you who are maybe newer to the podcast, uh, we went through a period of... I, I bought Sonic Forces when it came out on the Switch. And I played it for an evening, maybe a Saturday morning or something. And then uh, I quickly realized this game was not going to be fun for me to play. Um, but it might be fun to lend out to our listeners. So we instated this program whereby we would lend it to anyone who wrote in with their address. Um, and I would mail it to them with a, a return envelope. They could send it back at no cost to them. It went it, missing for a while. It we went thought, missing. Yes. We thought the borrowing program was over. Right. And I had I had emotionally prepared myself for that. I, I said, someone's going to rip me off someday. Yes. um, And it had been a few weeks months maybe oh, since we had heard anything tons of like i think i sent this out just before christmas but we never gave up hope we never gave up hope it we is... were it's candle on the water <laughs> and so. it came it came home to us um the uh last person who had uh who had this okay so i guess it wasn't christmas it was uh early or mid January that it went out, and it's oh, wow. just it's just come back to us now um but so anyway, we have to decide uh we have an existing list of people who were interested in borrowing this back in January or before when they got their names on the list. Should we just move on to the next person on the list, or should we open the list fresh anew? I feel like we've, we've, we've the got' to honor we got we've gotta honor the list, okay, but yes. We should definitely open the list anew. Absolutely. So here's here's, here's what's going to happen. Uh, if you would like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces and you've already asked for it, I'm going to go through and like start emailing people and be like, hey, do you still want this thing? Um, and I will send it to you and it'll be in an envelope with another envelope that'll have my address on it. It'll just come back to me. I pay for all of it. <laughs> um, and, uh, yes, and if you are not already on that list, you should email us at Society at gmail.com. And I just need your uh, physical address, and I will mail it to you, and that'll be the end of that. We ask nothing else of you other than to play it, or not, I guess. You can just have it in your home for a while, and then return it. Literally the only thing we ask of you. What a day. What a day. I cannot believe this thing has... I... You said we didn't lose faith. I'll admit that I lost faith. I believed in our listeners. You did? That's beautiful. Okay, Mark, we're off on a good foot here. Let's get into our discussion of Octopath Traveler. Octopath Traveler, the Square Enix RPG that came out uh, just earlier this month, uh, a week ago, I guess. Uh, the biggest third-party release, uh, like, exclu- Switch exclusive. Outside of Mario Rabbids, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, also kind of an RPG. That's interesting. Oh, uh, Mario Rabbids? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, You were thinking that I was saying that this game was kind of an RPG? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is going to be a more interesting discussion <laughs> than the- <laughs> anticipated. I'm Not re- that our discussions aren't always fascinating. Right, but Mark just... Finally woke up for the first time ever on this show. <laughs> uh, so where do you want to start? Uh, first, are you enjoying the game? Uh, oh, let's back up okay, one. Okay. All right. I don't want to know if you <laughs> yeah, like it yet. Mm-hmm, all right. Um, how far into the game are you? So I'm around 10 hours. Okay. Maybe, I, maybe like button up on 11. Okay. So I am probably an hour behind you then. I mean, that doesn't really tell us anything about our progress. Right. Specifically. Right. Because the way the game is structured, um, it features uh, eight main characters, and you select one uh, to, you know, their, like, your sort of anchor character. And then you play through their, like, initial chapter, their first adventure. um, And then you sort of end up experiencing everyone else's uh, first adventures before moving on to the, like, second chapters in in all these stories. Yes, and not to get super sidetracked, but presumably, you don't have to pick up any other characters if you don't want to. Like, you don't have to add them to your party. Right, the game does seem pretty wide open in that regard, Um, but I also have no idea how you would actually accomplish that, or, like, why you would necessarily want to. Yeah, I mean, unless you were, like, setting yourself a goal of, like, this is my Ulbrich playthrough, and Ulbrich rides alone. He doesn't need anybody, um, but obviously he does. Like there um, the the game is so built around um, like needing to attack in different ways and uh, having different resources with you at all times that like it, it, it would really hamper your ability to get through any battle without a, a ton of different characters to choose from. Um, so okay, uh, how many of the characters have you collected at this point in the game? Five. I think I've picked up 5. Okay, I have also picked up 5. Um and I just uh I just finished the scholars um I just finished his his boss fight. What's his name? Cyrus? Uh, Cyrus, yes. I just did uh, Cyrus's boss fight. So who did you start with? Who is your like starting character? Uh so I uh it, in in playing demos before had done, you know, Primrose and, and Ulbrich's, uh sort of openings and uh so I was like I want to I want to leave this one up up to chance. Uh, so I, I rolled a D eight, uh, and then I picked um, uh, Elfin, the Apothecary. Uh, who did you start? So I I started with uh, Therion? Theron. I don't Therian. Therian. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I started as Therion. So I haven't played, or I haven't gotten in this playthrough to Primrose or Ulbrich yet. Oh man. And so I'm wondering, is like that initial demo, is that actually like the It's pretty close. Is it their story? Yeah, it's pretty close. Um, So, like, the Primrose's, like, boss fight and everything is the one that we saw in that initial demo? Yes, that's right. okay. Um, So, yeah, it's, and I mean, you know, it's just, uh, the the beginnings of these games can actually be, or the first chapters, you can plow through them pretty quickly, especially once you aren't, uh, I mean, when you're, the very first one that you have to do, you have to do all of it. Um, and then, like it uh, for the second one, it sort of offers you to be like, "Hey, do you really want to see like the beginning, beginning here, or do you want to just like jump in where like the rubber meets the road?" And initially, I was like, "Yeah, I want to see it all. Give it to me, baby." And then, uh-huh, like three uh-huh. characters in, mm-hmm. I was like, "No, thank you. Skip, 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 skip." I, I am, have been skipping a lot of story. Yeah, um, I have also started doing that. Uh, I I enjoyed so. The order that I played, uh, I I started with Alfin, and then I was just traveling around and realized that I was at Sandstone, Sand, Sun, Sun, Sand, whatever, Primrose's place. Uh, And I was like, ooh, I like this story. Uh, So I did that all. And then, like, Ulberic is right next to her, so I I collected him. Um, And then, like, by the time I got onto the fourth one, I was still watching the whole story. But that's when I was like, hmm. Maybe I don't maybe I don't need to. <laughs> yeah, so I started uh with Therian and then I've gone like clockwise kind of um so okay. then I like I picked up I think the merchant what's her name? Uh Tressa. Yeah. And then like jumped back to Therian's starting place and then like went down to get uh Alphen. Alphen, yeah. Um so yeah, that like bottom part I haven't done yet. Yeah, and that and that's Primrose and, and Ulbrick. Um, Like, right there along the bottom. Yeah. Um. But no, so I guess, like, one aspect that I am not super into is the, like, the stories. I don't find the characters very interesting. And I think, like, their, the, their stories themselves, for the most part, are, like, I don't need to watch every cutscene play out in order to get it. Yeah, because a lot of them are just kind of like by the numbers. And so you're like, oh, okay, All right. Like, I can see the beginning of this scene and I know how it's going to play out. Let me just like skip it. Well, and so that's I do like the characters and I do like the story. I'm not enamored with uh, how it's actually executed. What do you? It's just so chatty. This sounds really snarky, but like, what do you like about the characters? Because I don't feel like they have very much personality. Um, so I started with Alfin. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, and if you didn't watch the beginning of Alfin's story, maybe some of it, uh, you know, you don't see as much of. Um, but his so Alfin is the apothecary who uh, appears to have no family in this town that that he lives in. Um, but it has a close relationship. With the other apothecary and his sister. Um, and you know, his whole thing is uh like he and his apothecary bro are like apothecary bros. <laughs> um, and I didn't expect to start this game with a ship, but I've got one and it's those two. It's Alf and Zeph. I just want them to be happy together and recognize their love for each other. Um so I guess I guess that's what uh, for for me like I, s- I saw a connection between those two characters. Head cannon is what is like making sure. the game interesting. That's totally fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at, at at some to some extent, head cannon is just how you're reading characters, right? Like how how you respond to them. Um. So like, uh, I I like that, and I think I think Primrose's story is uh like interesting in like maybe an overly dark kind of way. Um, but, and yeah, I mean, there, there are some of the stories that feel a little bit more, uh, I don't know, like light at this point. Um, like Tressa's, for example, she's a, a merchant and like her parents run a store. And then one day she like meets a charming pirate and she was like a real good merchant around him. And you're like, what am I watching? That's interesting. Cause like Tressa's was actually one of the more enjoyable to me. Cause it was, it was the first that I'd encountered that was kind of like lighthearted, Mm-hmm. i mean i guess i'm surp- i'm a little bit surprised at how like dour the game is. It's very somber sure uh and like you I, I think you can get that from just like the the color palette we we've talked about this uh leading up to octopath that like we like the look of the game, but maybe the color pal the color palette is a little bit more it seems almost like industrial and like kind of washed out and uh like there's there's a perpetual like weight of the world on these characters and that's expressed visually. Through the color palette of the game. One thing that I, so far, again, we're only, I'm only like 11 hours in, mm-hmm. is that there doesn't seem to be any, this early in the game, there's no overarching narrative. There's yes. no like singular bad guy that you are like uh, eventually like making your way towards. And I actually like that a lot. Yeah. Um, it makes it way different from, like, a Final Fantasy game. Totally different. Because I don't think the world is going to end in this. I, right. don't, I don't think the world is uh, in any danger. Even, like, the kingdom. I don't know of, like, a, an army that's, like, going to invade or, like, any kind of existential threat. It's just, like, you know, this this guy wants to... I mean, like, Alfin when he leaves his village, the next step on his journey is he wants to help people. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it, it's so, like pure and innocent that like the the story feels wide open to me the stakes are very personal yes. for each character and um i know that uh, uh some people who have been playing aren't enjoying the fact that the characters don't really interact that much and the characters like their stories like again at this point don't really intertwine but it's not bother it doesn't bother me Yeah, like i'm fine with it being that you're in a party but everybody has their like own individual story part of the reason I like that is because it makes the game very like I can like I can pick up and play for a little bit. I can put it down. Yeah. It's very like episodic. It's like, okay, I have like accomplished this part of this person's story. Yeah. And that's enough. Because, yeah. um, like you know, like I said, you can probably knock that out in like forty five minutes, depending how tough the boss fight is. Some of these boss fights I've been in for like half an hour, but we'll get to the combat uh in a bit. Um, but I, I totally agree that it feels way more um, digestible right now, uh, and I, I do think, and I, I suspect that as we get into chapters two and three, and however far you know deep this game goes, that we will see more crossover. And I would imagine that there are some chapter twos or chapter threes, whatever, that are for multiple characters that like their lives intertwine. Because there are, I don't know if you've noticed a a thread of a um a like wandering stranger through some of the characters' pasts. Um, there there is a wandering stranger that uh uh did some medicine and he's the one that inspired um alfin and then there was some there was another one that uh a, a sort of like stranger uh, appeared in uh in the history of and so I think there are threads between the characters that at this stage of the game ten hours in we're not able to tie tie together yet yeah and that seems totally fair in like a 40 hour experience however long it ends up being. That we've only seen like the first like quarter of what the game has to offer. Yeah. Um. So okay. Story as we've uh, as we've encountered it so far, I think we've we've established like what our kind of feelings are on that. Well, so one of the things that with any with any like throwback title mm-hmm. is they're trying to recapture some of the our fond memories of the past, but also sometimes when developers are doing that, they fall into the traps of repeating the mistakes of the past. Sure. How have you found like Octopath to scratch that itch for like a old school 16 bit RPG game that we both love? Uh, I think it does a really good job of it. Um, One of the, it's, it's interesting. Cause like the, one of the qualities of those old RPGs is that sort of, uh you know, a grand epic story that doesn't make any sense. Um and this is bucking that trend entirely. Um but like I love the character designs. I think everyone looks really cool. I think all the sprites are great. Um I love. Have you encountered any of the um second job stuff? No, not yet. So there there are ways to uh there are items that you can get that uh, you can equip second job, second classes to all of your characters and it changes their sprites a little bit. Um, and like So I I got the thing that I can add warrior class to any one of my, um, to any one of my characters. And I, one by one, put it on all of them just so I could see them in, like, the blue tunic like Ulbrich wears. Um, so, like, that's when I know that I'm just responding to it on a very, uh, like, the same sort of way that I love the Final Fantasy VI characters or Final Fantasy IV, um, like I don't love the the portraits of those characters that are drawn by you know legendary Final Fantasy artists. I love the the sixteen bit sprites, and I would say that my uh, my affection for these characters it feels like it comes from the same place. Um, that I love the abstraction of these characters in, in pixels. Um, what about you? Do you think it's it's scratching that sixteen bit? RPG itch for you. I was worried about the random battles, like the yeah. random encounters, because I feel like that is not necessarily a mechanic that has aged well. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm surprised at how little it's bothering me. Well, I I I will agree with that. Um wh- I do find myself occasionally bothered when I pop out of a fight and I'm like, "Okay, now where was I going?" Like I still have that. That's one of the things that always bothered me in uh like a Final Fantasy game. Um but I think, for me, the reason that the uh, random encounters don't bother me is that I like every fight I get into. I have fun with every fight. Yeah, I am surprised at how much I'm enjoying the battle mechanics. Do we want to talk about those for a little bit? Um, so the, the battle mechanics are pretty simple, right? It's, it's menu-based combat, uh, and you can see like a little timeline of all the characters uh, on the top of the screen. Uh, you know, like Final Fantasy X, or you know, whatever. Um, uh, and you have all the time in the world to make decisions. It is not an active time battle um, situation. Um, and there are, uh, I guess, two two kind of unique mechanics in this game. Uh, one is that all enemies have a a certain number of weaknesses and a like an armor value. Um, so like if you can see that one of their weaknesses is getting hit with an axe. And they have an armor value of two. If you hit them with an axe twice, you've broken their armor, and then they're stunned for a turn, and they take more damage during that time. So, like the whole game, for me at least, has been built around uh, getting the the opportunities to break them as frequently as possible. Is that basically how you? And when you have multiple enemies, it's all just mm-hmm. kind of like strategizing. Oh, do I, Do you want to try to break every enemy? Do you want to break an enemy and then? Uh, like, tank it down yeah. before moving on. You know, like, there's lots of different ways that you can approach this, and occasionally you'll run into bosses or enemies where it, the game, like, forces you to change your strategy. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, introduce a uh, a, a weakness type that you don't have the ability to throw at them, uh, you know, a, a bunch. Um, so, and this kind of feeds into the other unique battle mechanic, which are battle points. Um, every turn you gain one one battle point And at any point, you can spend up to three battle points to uh, give yourself basically extra attacks or to power up um, your magic spells or whatever. So, like, uh, in the example of I need to hit a guy with an axe four times to knock down his his armor, you can wait until your axe wielder has three battle points, spend them all, and then in one turn take out his armor. Um, But it, it can also mean that, like, you are sort of strategizing when to break armor. So you're like, oh, if I wait if I wait one more turn, like I could break his armor now, but if I wait one more turn, everyone will have had one more battle point. And then when I break it, everyone can just wail on him with a lower defense. So like, I love thinking about all of this stuff and like figuring out the ways to put it all together. It seems like there are so many variables, but the game feels very well balanced. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's another thing is that as you're playing through all of these um, first chapters of all these characters' journeys, it scales with your characters. So, like, um, and it, maybe it, it caps out at um, when you get four characters, then for the rest of uh, those first chapters, it's all sort of at the same level. But the very first, um, like, four character uh, boss that I fought, it was uh, um, uh, Tressa's boss, um, was real tough. Because uh, the characters, you know, she's a pretty low level when, when you first get there. And the rest of them are, you know, maybe at like 15 or 16 or something. Um, and that's. Well, fir- I mean, I guess it depends on what depends order you on, do it. Right. Uh, well, I, I'm saying for whoever you're fourth. Oh, is. sure, sure. The, the very first time that you have four characters in your party. Because that's a pretty big advantage, right? To have four characters. So I think that's how it scales. Um, so, like, that ends up being like a pretty tough, involved boss fight. And I, having just done my fifth, it felt much easier because my guys have leveled up since then. I think that's just sort of where it it tops that off. uh speaking of like the kind of like things that are bothersome in old school RPGs that I think this game has done a good job of like reducing the friction on is I love that there's a um optimize armor or what do you like optimize equipment yeah, sure so for like each character it'll pretty much it does I think a pretty solid job of just being like yeah here's the stuff that is basically here's, like has the right. best stats here here's what you mean yeah well and I'll, i I like uh a lot and you know this is these are um sort of uh, most RPGs have this sort of uh uh you know quality of life thing, but when you are buying an item you can automatically see who uses it and how it increases their stats improved stats are in blue. Um, and after you buy it, you can immediately equip it. Yeah, it, it, the language is even like equip right away, and <laughs> you're like, "Yes, thank you." Um, it's still a little bit of a bu- like. I wish, I wish it, uh, some RPG, and I'm sure one of them has. Um, but it's just like you just upgraded from this weapon to this weapon. Do you want to sell the old one? That would be so nice. Yeah, that would be really nice. <laughs> um, yeah. What other little like quality of life things, uh, does this have over like, um? old school RPGs. Uh, I don't mind that you don't actually have to walk into the shop that you just like do that interaction at the door. Yeah. That's nice. Um, I like that. Oh, I just had one. Now it's gone. Mark, has flitted away from me and I'll never remember it. We'll never know. Maybe it'll be like Sonic forces and it will return to you at some point. It has returned to me. Um, if you ever get into a like long conversation that you don't want to, uh, watch, uh, and you start like getting kind of lazy, or you're know, like nervous and like fiddling with the, um, the sticks. Uh, the game's like, oh, you can just push, you can just hold. B oh yeah, skip any this. button. If you're just like fiddling, yeah, it'll just. It's like, do you want to get out of here? Yeah. Like, do you want to <laughs> push beaks? You totally can't. Are you bored? <laughs> <laughs> um, and also like when you when you are about to start someone's uh first chapter, um, the game is very like, okay, you sure, you want to do this now? You're gonna be stuck here for a little bit. <laughs> right, and if you don't want to, like, we. Here's some general information about this character so yeah. you at least get the gist of what they're about. Yeah, I mean for as chatty as the game is, um it's it does more or less seem to respect your time, right? Like if you want to not do something, you don't really have to watch it. And that's what I want from every game. Yeah. Is one that's like, "Oh yeah, if I want to dive into the story or if like I care about this character specifically, that is available to me mm-hmm. and if I just want to the game isn't like skip it. I can't. The game is at no point like no, no, no. You have to this watch. Is this is an important part, except watch for the, this like the part. very first part. Yeah. Um, the very first character you choose, which makes sense because it's an intro to the world. Mm-hmm. And even that, you could hold B to like skip each of the <laughs> each of the yeah. you know, like cutscenes if you really wanted to. Uh, one thing that I feel like, at least in these early stages, I am uh interested to see how it plays out because side quests at this point seem. I haven't really continued to do a lot of them because they don't feel very rewarding in this early going right well, for the most part they are they have the following structure uh meet a person who has a a speech bubble above their head that is orange. talk to them, use one of the path what what are they called path abilities yeah um and solve their problem or get them out of the way or something or like find out information about them. yeah, and then that's it. Um, So they're not, they're not super involved stories, at least to this point. Um, Some of them do have uh, like a a number one next to them. So like, maybe if you start, this is now just hypothesizing about a game that exists. So apologies if this is stupid, Um, but uh, you know, they'll be like, oh, here's a Marina's mom one. And it's like, oh, so maybe, maybe she'll come back later in some capacity, but only if you've done uh you know the, the first chapter in her story um i totally forgot what i was gonna say great i like the how do you feel about the leveling up system and like gaining jobs and or using uh not jobs uh like gaining skills, skills. And things yeah yeah i think it all works really great i like that there's like the passive skills that mm-hmm. you earn and uh that those just happen like after you've picked four or five so or six or seven, you know, like whatever. Uh, So you can choose like the skills that are most important to you and you'll still unlock the passive skills in the same order. Again, I think the whole game feels very like thoughtfully balanced. Mm -hmm. Well, and so uh, this game is from the team that did bravely default and bravely second, which are uh, RPGs on the 3DS that have a, uh, a similar like job system to their characters. Uh, So, uh, you know, I have, recently found the uh the thing that lets me add a second job to the characters of, of warrior and then that whole warrior skill tree is just there. Um so like if I want Alfin to start learning um the warrior skills that Ulbrich already has, he can just do it. And like that uh that it kind of starts over from like, okay, you can spend thirty job points to get any of the any and they're all there. Like it's it's not like some of it is gated behind being Ulbrich. Um So I don't know how many, like, second jobs people can have over time, but it seems like the room for growth for all of these characters is huge. And, like, by the end, they could all be weird little mishmashes of whatever, you know, whatever conglomeration of jobs you want them to have, which is cool. It means they're, like, way customizable. One of the things that I like about the game is the music. Mm -hmm. Um, The music has been getting a lot of praise. The only thing I I feel like sometimes the music's like incongruous with the you had mentioned this before itself. So do you, do you have an example of when when the action uh, not like specifically, feel right. but I feel like sometimes during those like story cutscenes, mm-hmm. um, the music which is just like general overworld music no longer fits like what is happening sure and i think that's like one of those holdovers from like being a retro throwback rpg whereas now we kind of expect games to be more cinematic in that way where it's like oh the music is going to ebb and flow depending on the action sure and i don't feel like that is that's the case here yeah like those specific moments aren't scored the same way that like it's being scored as as a video game yeah i, I would agree with that I would also say that for as much as I like the music, it has the... Uh, remember when you and I were playing Final Fantasy on the um, NES Classic, and we were like, oh, it's the music is, is charming, and, um, you know, it, it was fun for, like, I don't know, an hour of, like, listening to the music, but then you realize you're walking through the same area, hearing the same... Dah, 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 over and over again, and the same battle music and the same victory music um, that, like... You, it's repetitive out of necessity, right? Like these games are grindy. Um, and so I do start to feel that, uh, after not that long, especially if I do get in the mode where I just like I'm walking to, uh, you know, a, a town that's far away, or I do want to grind a little bit. Um, so like I usually, if I'm like playing a, a chapter of a character. I'm listening and everything is, you know, music's up and everything. But there are times when I'm doing this that I put on a podcast or uh, put on other music, even though I sort of like it. Yeah, I I have found that I I feel like I usually don't have a lot of tolerance for just, like, really repetitive um, middle-of-the-road video game music. Yeah. But for some reason, this hasn't bothered me. Like, I really like the... what would you like the battle theme yeah and i like that the battle theme like changes depending on what area you're in yeah or at least i can think of like the merchant like that like pirate one yeah it a little, got bit, a little different. bit more of a nautical theme too. i like the uh like victory theme mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't know for some reason it hasn't it hasn't uh bothered me in the same way the the repetition yeah well and i mean i i do not mean to slag on the music at all because i do think it's good Um, and I like it, uh, what, on just on the subject of, uh, like audio, uh, acting. There's a lot of voiceover in this game. Oh, I have turned it to Japanese, um, because I did not care for the English voice acting. And at that point, it's like, I don't speak Japanese. I don't understand Japanese at all. Yeah. And so it's, uh, just becomes like white noise almost at that point. Um, the... This, when the scenes become voice acted, because it's uh, you know a- everything is is text on screen, and then if it's a more like story heavy moment, they will have uh, you know actors reading the reading these parts, acting these parts. Um, and when I get to those scenes, I find myself skipping through the lines faster. <laughs> oh sure, like, yeah. They start talking, and I'm like, I don't, I got it. Um, and I don't know if that's meant to be like like a stylistic choice of. Uh, I I don't know for 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 my money the RPGs that I played um, that have this sort of aesthetic or feel like this uh, predate having uh, voiceover in them for sure. So like I mean I guess the 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 very first time I remember seeing that in a in a role playing game is like Final Fantasy X, um, and like that voiceover sucks right like I don't I don't ever want to hear like Titus and the rest of them saying the garbage that they say (laughs) so yeah i i don't i i should uh i should just turn the voice acting either to japanese or you can you can turn the volume on the voices all the way down if you want to so maybe maybe i should look into that uh okay mark we've covered most of everything about this game right yeah at least what we've experienced Mm so far um do you think that by this time next week you will have played another ten hours, or do you think you're going to slow down? Do you think you're just getting started like what- I think I'm just getting started? I think if I have the time, I would love to put another like ten hours into it because i uh sometimes when we're playing these games for the podcast, it's like, oh my gosh, I just gotta get through this game right Even if I'm like enjoying it enough um, I really feel the pressure to just self-imposed pressure to of like course. try to like get as far as i can this one i'm really enjoying like and i'm happy taking it at like a leisurely pace mm-hmm. there's also something freeing about the size of it where you're just like well there's no way i'm going to like adequately experience this game before we talk about it on the show so like i'm just going to experience what i do experience and uh just kind of be relaxed about it but then also some of these games will pick up and it for the show talk about it. And then it's like, I'm never coming back to this. Yeah, that's and true. Octopath I have not Tra- played snake pass since we no. talked about it. Uh, but Octopath Traveler is a game where it's like, I'm looking forward to seeing what more it has to offer. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, all right. Great. Well, uh, so that, those are our thoughts on Octopath Traveler. If you would like to share your thoughts with us, please email them. I know a lot of you are, are playing this game. We would love to hear about what your experience is. Nintendo cartridge society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And also keep in mind that we are playing this at a leisurely old man pace, uh, old men with day jobs. Uh, so, you know, don't spoil any late game stuff for us, right? Or spoil it. Yeah. Who, who cares? I don't really care. Cares? <laughs> okay, great. All right, Mark, let's close out the segment. And that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, if you like the episode, please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff on Apple Podcasts. And you, while you're doing stuff with your computer or phone, <laughs> you should follow Mark and I on uh, Twitter. Mark is at mke mitchell. I'm at patrick underscore ellers. And the show collectively is at nin cart society. Um, and you can check out our Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, remember to get in your uh, eight top rpgs on nintendo platforms or send in your address so you can borrow our copy of sonic it's Forces. back it's back and we're back and we're doing it mark we're living the dream <sighs> if you like mark of mind's opinions we you can <laughs> if you like our opinions we write about comic books on dot com. olivia duncan made our logo our theme music is provided by api betty you can get more of 8 Betty's music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying sometimes it's okay to skip the beginning. And thanks for listening. This is Betsy Stover. And I'm Amanda Allen. And we do a podcast called Why Mommy Drinks. Each episode, we have a guest, and we all share a story of a time that our kids drove us to drink. Parenting isn't easy, but it sure can be funny. Listen to us on Campfire Media. Why Mommy Drinks. Campfire.